Melanie Murphy, thank you very much for taking my call and welcome to Radio Canada International. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Now, you've just returned from uh, Zimbabwe. Tell me what you were doing there uh, in the first place. Sure. So my I work with Air Canada, and my work in Zimbabwe was to support our emergency response team that is really ramping up a large-scale response to the Cyclone E-Day in the hardest-hit communities of Chimanimani and Chapingi districts. Now, uh, you visit this, uh, this area. Tell me, what was it like uh, there? Sure. So the cyclone hit these areas around 10 p.m. on the night of March 15th, and it lasted for about three hours. And so this was nighttime, and most of the people in these villages were asleep, so they really didn't have time to react. And particularly in Chimanimani, which was one of the hardest hit districts, all of the people were living in valleys surrounded by really large mountains. And the really heavy wind, rain that was crashing down led to really severe land in the mountains that brought with it huge sized boulders. And these boulders rained down on the houses that were within the valleys and completely crushed the homes and many of the people living within them. Those who did manage to escape from their homes, many of them were swept away in the torrential floodwaters. And some of their bodies have been found as far away as Mozambique, while others are still missing. Um, I was able to see the extensive damage firsthand and Imagine how terrifying that night must have been for the families that were subjected to this. And a week and a half after this, when I was there, there were still people out trying to dig for their missing family members. Um, it, it was one of the most heart-wrenching things I've ever seen. And I've been part of many emergency responses, so I've seen a lot. But this, um, there's been just so much destruction and loss there. Mm. Now, um your uh, organization, CARE, uh, was one of the first uh, uh, aid organizations to reach these areas. Uh, what have you been uh, doing uh, all these weeks? Yes, so we were the first on the ground in Chimanimani, and we were able to start right away working with the local leaders to identify vulnerable and the hardest hit families in this area. Um, we've been distributing life-saving supplies that accessing clean water. So um, there has been really extensive damage to the water supply. And anytime that happens, we're really worried about diarrheal diseases and cholera in particular, which has already hit the affected communities in Mozambique. And so we provide tablets that allow families to clean their water, as well as uh, jerry cans to allow them to to keep the clean water in. When I was there, I attended a distribution of dignity kits. So these are kits that we give to adolescent girls and women that have menstrual hygiene items in them. And so these are the types of things that we are distributing right now uh, as we're continuing to assess the other needs that are, are quite extensive there. How many people are we speaking about? Oh, um, the the last number I saw just in terms of, of people needing housing uh, was 16,000 families. 
So this is just in Zimbabwe, um, and certainly there were really areas of Mozambique and Malawi as well. So this is one of the largest natural disasters to hit southern Africa in in, in many, many years. Hmm. Now, your job is also to keep uh, the aid workers safe while they're providing aid. Um, can you talk about, uh, about some of those challenges? Sure. So in this type of a response, the risks that we're most concerned about have come from the disaster. So a lot of the roads have been very badly damaged, which makes driving very dangerous for our staff. Um, because these communities are located in the mountains, the roads were already on really windy, curving roads with pretty steep cliffs right beside them. Uh, and the landslides washed away a lot of those parts of the roads. So while some of them are becoming more accessible now as teams get in to repair them, there's still quite a high uh, risk of driving in these areas, particularly if they experience more rain. Um, we're very concerned about disease outbreaks, which I already talked about. And so while we're concerned about those for the communities that are living within these areas, we're also concerned about them for our staff that we have sent to these areas to serve these communities. This is a really high-stress response for our staff, given the immense amount of trauma that these communities have experienced. And so there's a very high potential for our staff to suffer, suffer vicarious trauma from this, as well as high levels of stress. And also due to the huge amount of damage, there's so much debris and rocks uh, and broken down buildings that there's lots of risk of injury as well. And the cleanup is going to take a really long time. So my work involves helping the teams to understand those risks and put in place various procedures and precautions to help them avoid the risk, but also have plans in case our staff do get hurt or injured because they happen. Mm. And also in the meantime, the government of Canada has announced uh, a matching fund for up to $2 million for donations uh, to uh, members of the Humanitarian Coalition, which I believe Care Canada is also a member of. Uh, uh, what would you tell uh, your you know, Canadian neighbors, uh, friends about this, um, the need to donate to this fund? Yes. So Care is very proud to be a member of the Humanitarian Coalition. And this is a network of Canadian humanitarian organizations that come together during large-scale emergency responses to launch joint fundraising appeals to the Canadian public. And what this enables us to do is to minimize duplication um, of our... Because now all of the Canadian public can donate into one pooled fund that then gets distributed among the organizations based on our capacity and the various locations that we work. So it makes it easier for your average Canadian person who would like to play a role in the recovery efforts. And as you said, the Canadian government is matching donations currently um, for the next few days. So uh, if, if people move to donate, it would be really wonderful if you considered donating to this Humanitarian Coalition appeal. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Well, thank you very much.